This is the fear of science. Hello again and welcome to The Fear of Science, the show that dives into the wide world of science and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new fear, along with special guest surprises and discoveries along the way. My name is Daniel Chai. And I'm Jeff Porter. And today we are here to talk about a subject that is on many people's minds, especially during this turbulent time that we are all uh, going through together, some more together than others. Uh, We are talking today about the fear of capitalism. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, I think a lot of the reason that I decided to do fear of capitalism as well is that we have um, just with COVID going on right now, there's so much economic strangeness. People are being so affected. And that disparity between the rich and everybody else is just so extremely prevalent right now. But uh, yeah, who do we have on the show uh, for to talk about fear of capitalism? We have Talia Murdoch. Um, <laughs> I make a podcast called Everything Economics, and I'm part of the Cave Goblin Network. Nice. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Uh, I'm Megan Milton. I am a local comedian, and I'm also fairly involved with the New Democratic Party, so that's exciting. Um, that being said, hopefully I don't say anything that will get me kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Uh, glad to have both of you here. Um, you know, Jeff, uh, th- you brought it up just a moment ago. Uh, you know, definitely during this time, the pandemic, uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, um, you know, many, many of us, we are... Uh, so many people have lost their jobs. Uh, the the uh, various economies around the world have taken massive hits. Uh, the price of oil at one point was at minus $40 a barrel. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, the economy has taken a big hit. But I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, is the economy the same thing as capitalism? Uh, mm. I I'm needing to learn more. So from our special guests, uh, if you can help educate me and our wonderful listeners, uh, what is capitalism? Let's define that first. All right. So um, Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> capitalism. Did you just open up Webster's Dictionary? Yeah, I've just, just got one. Um, it's just got a frame. You can't quite see it, but yeah, it's just there. Um no, capitalism is supposed to be a pretty much a free market model where there are zero barriers to entry. Everyone has access to the same resources, can essentially do whatever they want. Supply and demand reign supreme. There is little to no government intervention and the information just flows and the market responds accordingly. Realistically, that doesn't happen. That that sounds great, but what? That's what? exactly how it works, right? I don't think the government ever gets involved in business at all. Not at all. Right? Uh, I, 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 oh, oh, what's that <laughs> trickling down from the sky? <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's economics. It's that trickling economics. Uh, oh. uh, 
this entire conversation just makes me want to scream into a pillow. Um, <laughs> I, I find it really frustrating. I mean, we don't live in capitalism. Everyone talks like we do, but we live in an oligarchy. Like if supply and demand was a thing, we wouldn't be bailing out oil companies right now. But we are because, you know, that's not how it actually works. Like if there was like scrappy capitalists, that would at least be something like I wouldn't consider myself to be a capitalist necessarily. But if like we actually did capitalism, maybe it would be. I mean, it would probably still be pretty dystopian, but... <laughs> it would definitely be dystopian, but that's a really good point because, like, the whole idea is that everyone is supposed to have access to the same resources. But because the only resource that matters now is, like, money, to be able yeah. to do something, like, you or I couldn't just go and start digging oil out of the ground. Not that we want to. No, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, some very important very real negative aspects of capitalism but uh are there are there positive aspects to capitalism uh that question just not right there uh because i because i have a feeling i already know the answer and not many i think historically yes um maybe perhaps pre-internet Maybe even before some of the industrial revolutions, there were some benefits to capitalism because historically um, governments have been really slathered in red tape and a lot of bureaucracy and they haven't ever been able to collect the same sort of information and data that someone without all of that red tape would do. So I think maybe historically over time, it has been good in just figuring out what people want in general. And I'm not talking about like materialistic things, but in terms of just understanding like what sort of healthcare and education do people need? Um, mm-hmm. What are the housing needs of people? What do people want in their homes and stuff right. like that? And how can we actually deliver these services? But these days there's almost no difference between the public and private sectors. Like they have right. access to the same information. They have like can do things at the same speed everyone's governed by the same regulations so i don't think it fits in like a positive in a positive way anymore Hmm. so um should we be afraid of of capitalism should we have a healthy respect of it I mean, I, capitalism is such a like, broad thing to ask if you're afraid of. Like, no one's afraid of, like, the good things about capitalism. Like, no one's afraid of success. Like, unless you're me and you had, like, a traumatic childhood and, like, some mom stuff and you were off the team. Most people are not afraid of success, but we're all afraid of, like, you know, going under and not being able to pay rent. We're all absolutely terrified of losing absolutely. our jobs to a robot. All of those things are scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so capitalism, I don't, capitalism is, like, I don't know. It's such a weird, like, omnipresent thing. It's hard to know what you're afraid of and what you're not, I think. Yeah. But I think we're also, we're very much raised with that white picket fence uh, mentality and that, you know, if you try hard hard enough, you can achieve the American dream uh, and all that bullshit. Pick yourself Um, up by your bootstraps or, like, lick the boot more and more uh, is kind of more what they're after. But, yeah. Yeah, or that like rat race. Let's figure out some other analogies about, <laughs> about economy. <laughs> you sound like an American politician, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wholesome. Yeah, you know, licking babies. I don't know. No, but it's not, true. Like um, you, 
Pissing you get up. told that over and over and over again growing up and mm-hmm. and you're expected to make a lot of money and buy a house and have the kids and blah 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 um and yeah i think for me that does scare me a little bit it does scare me that there's that expectation of of uh capitalism now uh uh for everyone here on this episode of the fear of science uh you know, we are currently recording this uh, remotely. We're recording this from our own homes uh, because, you know, everyone is social distancing, social isolating. Um, you know, many people have lost their jobs. Uh, many people have uh, hours cut. Maybe many people are maybe working in industries that we may never see again. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, during this time, are there, you know, is is this pandemic showing uh capitalism for you know what it really is absolutely oh definitely (laughs) yeah yep the the most i think the most perfect example i have of capitalism ever that i don't think this will ever be topped which is tragic um a few months before the outbreak in like america canada australia um Italy even, there was a research lab in the States that was super close to a coronavirus vaccine and they were defunded because that vaccine was not profitable. Oh, Jesus. And I don't really know a lot about how science research works other than um, like my friends who do it. And I know that there is a lot of like a lack of communication between different like labs and stuff like that because everyone wants to hold on to their information because they've got their grant and patent and things like that. But I just, I I don't even know if now with all of these millions of dollars that are being put into a vaccine, like has all of this old research been pulled up? Is it not trusted? Is it like, no, we have to do it our own way. We don't trust your database. Like Mm -hmm. I think that's just highlights the complete failure. Well, and then yeah. you also saw you also saw Trump trying to buy exclusive rights. So, like, I don't remember what it was that he was trying to buy exclusive rights to. I don't have the information in front of me. I but believe it was uh, to... for for a vaccine. I believe. It yeah. Was. yeah, yeah, which is insane to me. Like that is ridiculous. But I mean, like he is he's definitely like just him in general. He's like like a badly written political cartoon about how capitalism is bad. Like he's just out there in the world, just being a like overdrawn metaphor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, as as a further example, um, this uh, as of the date of this recording, which is in the the heart, hopefully not much longer. Crossing fingers, knock on wood. But we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic, which is this, which is the first time I've ever said that uh, statement, which is <laughs> yeah. weird because we've recorded a number of other episodes during this pandemic. Let's hope it's the last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, God. But, uh, and uh, this has made the round on the the news today, and it's a it's a new stu- it's a new report study being put out by the Institute of Policy Studies. Um, and in this study, uh, each year they put out uh, a report on the wealth inequity between uh, the rich and the poor. And in this report, it breaks down to American billionaires have gotten. $280 billion richer since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, which 
to me, I'm like, you know, even just reading that, I'm just like, what? a little bit what? of vomit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Vomit I'm reaching for my screen pillow. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, now, you know, so I, playing devil's advocate, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I, someone's got to, to, someone's uh, got to. They do it. I know. Um, for now, aren't now, there are many, there are many billionaires who, who do donate a lot of money to charities, many billionaires who, uh, who <laughs> give up, uh, you know, um, uh, who have guaranteed a portion of their income to to various causes around the world. So, aren't not all billionaires are bad, right? May, maybe maybe uh, those billionaires could be good shining examples for other billionaires, right? Nah. No, no, God, no, no, absolutely not. No, they're all an abomination. And I hate them. Um, I'm also not the economist on the show. So. It's also, no, you're right to hate them. Um, if you also like with these, so uh, charitable donations are just tax exempt. Me, they're tax exempt, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, would they, number one, would they do that if there was no tax receipt? Probably no. not. Like, I think philanthropy is not actually real. Um, I think maybe they do care about these things, but actually just paying your taxes does a lot more. Yeah, um, And true. not hoarding your wealth in an offshore account does a lot more. But if you, if you were like someone earning, you know, $30,000 a year, so you're, you're not even really low income enough to get a lot of support from the government. But say you mm-hmm. donated $20 to a cause as a percentage of your income that is significantly higher than Bill Gates donating a billion dollars to malaria research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like as a percentage of income, that's just absolute peanuts to him. Like it just means nothing. So, I mean, there have been people who are like, yeah, I'm going to give a hundred million dollars to coronavirus right now, but they're yeah. worth tens of billions. So yeah. it's like a quarter like that's not the actual math, but it's such a low percentage. Yeah, that's like uh, Jeff Bezos recently bought uh, the most expensive real estate property in the world uh, in California. I think he paid something like, I don't even know the amount. It was in the millions for sure. But they figured out that compared to his net worth, um, that would be 0.7% of his total net worth to buy the most expensive property in the world. And like that just puts it into such a perspective of how much even $1 billion is. It's so much money. Even a million dollars seems like a lot of money, but uh, it's just unbelievable. It just blows my mind. It's perverted. Now, uh, uh, you know, this brings up another thought that I've had recently, you know, uh, uh, here we are, uh, the fear of science. We are based in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Hello to all of our listeners around the world. <laughs> and, you know, uh, here. So here in Canada, we, you know, um, we're we're uh, lucky that we have a government that is sending out, uh, you know, uh, benefits to people who do qualify. Unfortunately, not enough people do qualify, and I do understand that. Um, but you know, the government's sending out the CERB benefits, 
um, to to millions of Canadians. Uh, the government of BC is sending out a one-time uh, uh, $1,000 uh, tax-free benefit to British Columbians. Um, are are those examples of okay? May, maybe like uh, what is that example of? Is that that that's not capitalism, is it? No. Is it? <laughs> I realized I answered my own question halfway through, um, but but I guess it's, so. You know, as we're going through this time, and you know, we're talking about billionaires buying you know very expensive places. Um, is the government that we currently have here in Canada and BC are those? examples of capitalism what is that that's a weird (laughs) question i think they're definitely more capitalist than they are socialist um like there's definitely in canada and i can speak more to australia which is very similar just because that's where i spent you know 24 years of my life before coming out here um there is like some security in these countries where they have the bit of the mixed model but it also depends on who's in power. So with having mm. the Liberal government in power federally, like there's still a lot of money going out to oil companies and logging companies. There isn't a lot of protection and action being taken on climate change. Um, taxes for like the really extremely wealthy and on having multiple properties and stuff, they don't exist. So it's mixed in that everyone can access healthcare provided you're enrolled. Um, so that's good. You can go to school, so that's good. Um, but I know even though those things are free back at home in Australia, the education system, it's free, but it has been so defunded over the last decade under the conservative government that our education system has fallen below countries in like the Eastern Bloc. So it's like, yeah, there's some socialist stuff going on, but it's not really sufficient enough. How do we uh, reconcile living in a capitalist society where we go to work and we and we pay our taxes and we, uh, you know, and big businesses make money and we make our our wages? Um, How do we reconcile? working and being a part of a capitalist society when the government is the overarching uh big uh, big brother i suppose to um uh, that is there to take care of us i'm not sure if i'm getting my question across properly <laughs> i mean i don't know i think we're we're spending a lot of time like applauding daddy trudeau for throwing some serb crumbs at the working class but like yeah that this this wouldn't we wouldn't need this if you know we didn't have housing commodified we wouldn't need this there's so many reasons why we wouldn't need this if we had a system that wasn't like inherently broken to be right with. so I, perfect so I think then then my my follow question for that is if the system is is broken um, what how do we what do we need to do to fix it oh say some of production. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We need to use the means of production right? at that's the very least. To do. At the very least, like every business should be unionized. Like that's everything should be unionized. Um, we should be making sure like people don't have to pay absorbent rents for right. a place to live. Like housing is a human right, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree with that. 
Um, now, uh, uh, for for myself, and again for our Fear of Science listeners, um, you know, we we hear the word socialism thrown around a lot, and you know, especially in the states, you know, being called a socialist, uh, being a called a communist, it's a bad, you know, it's a bad word. Hey, is socialist being a socialist and a communist are they the same thing? And what what is a socialist? I don't actually know the answer to this confession. I talk all the time about it, and I actually don't know. And I think a lot of people don't know, and like I realize I look like an idiot now, but please, for the love of God, somebody explain this to me. Can I try, can I try to explain what a socialist is with zero <laughs> education in it before Talia jumps I mean, in who actually knows I the answer? I could have done that, but okay. <laughs> Everyone's in shadows. Uh, if only there was someone who knew... <laughs> Oh, well, I guess not. Sure, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. It's all up to me, right? <laughs> um, from my understanding, though, a socialist is somebody who, or a, a government system where everyone, the wealth is divided equally, right? Is that right? In a way, yeah. I like, at its, at its core, that's, what's, that's what communism is supposed to be. Um and even then, it's relative. So, like, there's this idea, the sort of propaganda that has just bled into, like, Western culture to the point where, yeah, being called a communist or a socialist can be a slur, depending on who it's coming from. Some people think it's really bad. I mean, number one, the word communist just comes from the word community. Mm. So... <laughs> There's that. Community is good, right? Community is great. <laughs> Community is what we all really need right now. Yeah, well, that's um, true. But it's yeah, it's it's uh so like communism is just a theory that was written a really long time ago, and people have tried to use it and put their own spins on it. It's never actually existed as it was intended to. So if you look at um like the USSR and Cuba and other communist countries like that who had a lot of problems um, that was more to do with power and class mm. structures that still existed but at the same time everyone still had access to like the fundamental things you need healthcare, right. housing, education and I think like if you were going to try and define it that's what it would come down to is uh, incomes and profits are taxed so that everyone can live. That's kind yeah. of how I would put it into words. And because we do live in a really like complex world with global trade and things like that now as well, especially, um, is that, yeah, you, if you didn't have a job, if you weren't earning a wage, you could still survive and not have to worry. Well, that sounds pretty amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, it's super amazing. Hey, I don't know, Jeff. Um, that sounds like, <laughs> sounds like communist talk. Am I a communist? I, Are you? I mean, yeah, like everyone should should proudly identify as a communist. Like if you're a socialist, just, just flip over. Like you're so close. Um, you're so close. But if you – so like if you look at things like um, my, my partner is trained as an architect and if you look at – architecture in Cuba they have the best architecture in the world and if you think about the rental that you're probably living in right now maybe after a year of living this is what's happening to us you know doors are starting to come off 
the it's just not designed that well mold will grow easily even though we're in the pacific northwest and that's all because construction as an example it's a race to the bottom so the developer mm-hmm. comes in with the lowest bid they want to do it as cheaply as possible under a communist regime where it's paid by the government or whatever institution is paying for these things they have a press and it's based on design and quality right mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, they same goes for healthcare, have... and yeah, exactly. Like it's based on what is the best thing, not what is the cheapest thing. Yeah, well, that's pretty. On sounds pretty amazing. It's good shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean... It's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, McCarthy did a really good job. Like, I think capitalists are really good at like one thing, particularly it's branding. Um, and they've managed to make uh, capitalism seem super great, while also like vilifying communism in a way that has like permeated every part of our society and you know it's really it sucks it it sucks that that's kind of what happened because um you know you i this is my sort of opinion and my observation i guess but like you know you look at cuba cuba is in its boat not necessarily because communism failed they're in the boat because all of the western powers who weren't also actively um operating under communism cut cut them out you know cuba is not yeah. a self-sustaining entity you know I, i'm pretty sure it was like a sugarcane co- colony originally you know that's not a, a place that's self-sufficient so they kind of ended up getting totally screwed by the u.s not trading with them and that still yeah. exists to this day yeah you know who i blame for all of this the baby boomers Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. They're really fun. They're real fun. Uh... Yeah. Is well, it a think... shit on? Because it's also so accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, really well, is. and I think it's that, it's like what I was talking about before with the, the white picket fence or the, the rat race or whatever you want to call it. It's that um, capitalism thrives because I, I've been told my entire life that I'm not equal to everyone else. I want to get better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. I have the chance of becoming the next Jeff Bezos if I want to. Right. And that possibility is what keeps capitalism alive. Right. Um, where in reality, I'd rather have everybody doing just as fine as I'm doing. That would be amazing. Everyone on an equal playing field. Uh, but that's not what we're taught growing up. Right. So it's the, um, it's, it's that individualism versus the community based, you know, yeah. thinking, right? Um, yeah, so, it's, it's being taught to step on everyone else on your way up to the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my, so follow up a question again to that is, um, so if capitalism can't be fixed, what, what can, what should replace it? It's a very mm. big question. And we- is it... Is it too late to fix? Is it too late to fix the economy? Too late to fix the world? Is it? That's very doomsday thinking, but. Yeah. I mean, so it's not too late. It's, it's, so I think like the next, the next 10 years, obviously, um, like where, well, we're in the midst of a pan, of a health, public health pandemic. We're also in the midst of a climate emergency. Um, and unfortunately, like the next 10 years are critical, which means from when that announcement happened, the next 18 months of policy were critical. Policy is not 
changing right now because everything's just being dumped into number one an election in america so that sucks Mm -hmm. and number two this this health crisis um so i think like adaptability is going to be a big thing in the future but in terms of what should change it like i really believe in um indigenous land sovereignty as a path forward Mm. especially when we're talking about health and protecting the earth and just we just need to like not I don't even care about transitioning anymore. Like everyone's like, well, you've got to transition. You have to do it slowly. Like it just needs to be dumped. Or like the, our reliance on fossil fuels, hoarding of wealth, excessive materialism and consumption. Like it just yeah. needs to stop. Yeah. Because we have technology to do everything else just fine. I think we're like going to get to a point like so terrifyingly soon where we're all living on like, communes and like the apocalypse like it's gonna start looking like fallout and we're paying with bottle caps so like we're gonna be dumping it anyway because like once people don't have any money to spend on consumer shit like vibrators like they there's nothing how are all these companies supposed to continue to survive if no one has any money like the end is nigh yeah well and i think this this self-isolation as well is is a really good kind of like example of what like the beginning parts of what it could look like too right um like i've definitely had some post-apocalyptic feels going on during this isolation that's for sure no so much. Oh. i ripped up my lawn like i totally ripped up my lawn my landlord's lawn i don't know how i ripped up my <laughs> landlord's awesome. lawn because i know that food is gonna skyrocket like okay sidebar we live in a petro state right that any there's no way around that canada is a petro state our government continually 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 props up the petroleum industry and we have to do that because we don't have any other economy so when the price of oil drops the price of everything else is going to rise because we import all of our food this is my pet issue i'm so sorry for hijacking this uh, (laughs) no no um i i ripped on my lawn like i'm not i'm going to try to avoid the grocery store as much as humanly possible this year and i'm just i'm honestly starting to go full anarchist like that's where i'm moving as a person and I recommend yeah. everyone rip up their lawn. No more lawns. It's probably good to be there before everyone else. You're just getting <laughs> a, head, a, a head start on it all. Man, yeah, uh... food, food's a really like a really critical thing right now as well. Um, so I like full disclosure. I work for BC Farmers Markets. So, yeah, I'm just going to tell everyone right now: get out to your local farmers market. It's way less <laughs> stressful than the grocery store. It's going to ensure that we have local food. Um, the food is so much better and yeah I'm kind of hoping it hoping like that this changes our dependence on imported food because yeah me too in the lower mainland we're completely blessed we can grow a lot of stuff we can also transport that elsewhere yeah, yeah. I mean, we could be feeding the rest of the country like yeah I don't know I I find it really like just kind of really frustrating to watch and like I think I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. It's not even a fun Uh, one where you're like here for the comments. You're just like, gosh. uh, Isn't the farmer's market doing deliveries now too? It depends on the market. Ah. Depends on the market. Uh, Now, uh, where, you know, uh, uh, as we head towards um, the end of this episode, um, are there there bright spots? Are, are Are there any positives? In our capitalist society and how the system works, are there any bright spots in where uh, things maybe are working and maybe we could pivot 
or shift where this system is working and where it could potentially go? Uh, Airbnb is dying faster than most people's grandparents right now. So that is like a huge yeah. life for this kind of dark. But Airbnb that is dying. Uh, you, know, you see in the news like constantly that landlords are freaking out thinking they're not going to be able to pay their mortgage on their third home. Like there is that. That's great. Um, That's great. Also, like we're all getting... No, it's not free money. Obviously, there's no free money, but we're all getting all of this money right now. And it is going to be a little bit easier to now lobby the government to keep it. Uh, and that's so important. You know, people are starting to finally realize that people on disability can't afford to live on $900 a month. Like, ooh, what a shocker. People are learning that for the first time. So that's pretty cool. Um, we're starting to treat workers uh, as, as an important part of the economy, which is something we don't normally do. Um, so nobody's like going, oh shit, we need to make sure that the CEO of this marketing company is at work today. No one gives a shit. Yeah. No one yeah, cares. Yeah. It's becoming a great equalizer. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think people, are, it's like definitely you. a good, uh, eye opener. Right. Um, yeah, I, I've read that, uh, you know, there's been a number of articles, think pieces, uh, about how this is really just a massive uh, not just here in Canada, but in other countries, you know, um, a massive experiment in universal income. And yeah. I, I'm very curious to see how it turns out and, and where it can potentially go. Cause yeah, I. That was a great way to end it on a positive note there, Daniel. I always like how, how even on the, the kind of like episodes that get, more apocalyptic and dark this, like this you always one? try to bring <laughs> like it back one? up again yeah yeah oh you're welcome <laughs> it's um, like your brand speaking of <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm, I'm just glad you know uh, uh you know I, I think overall i think you know what we try and do with fear of science um and you know tally i'm sure that you do as well with everything economics and all of our wonderful great podcast friends um i think what we're all trying to do is just try to uh, keep the conversation going, no matter no matter how hard the topic is, no matter mm-hmm. uh, what's happening in the world. And I and I think that you know if, if four of us can inspire a listener or two to think about about their own feelings and perspectives about capitalism, what what they're contributing or taking out of the economy, um, if it encourages one more person to perhaps be a little more politically active like like megan mm-hmm. is um if it encourages someone like me to sit back and go oh wait a second maybe maybe uh you know i i need to think about what what my role is and and what i can do uh i then i think we've done a, a little bit of our job yeah for sure makes sense yeah and i think if we've inspired anyone to become a capitalist or an anarchist then we've also (laughs) done our job yeah uh it's a oh i mean wouldn't now jeff wouldn't it be strange if like you know two years from now uh it's you know um as as uh uh you know, roving mobs of, of uh, you know, uh, of people have finally seized the the means of production, and yeah. uh, uh, and the only form of entertainment is archived podcasts. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and for some reason, there's our photo on a on a flag uh, somewhere. It's like, uh, it's like, oh no, uh, job well uh, done, job well done. <laughs> Tribes are now defined by your favorite podcast. Oh. 
Oh no! Oh no! The Joe Rogan podcast is going to be. Oh no! Oh. Rogan. No. Uh, but but that does remind me, of course, um, for uh, for anyone who uh, who has really uh, anyone who has enjoyed this episode of of uh, Fear of Science, don't forget that you can support us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, if, if you are uh, if you are a company, if you are uh, Casper uh, Bombast Socks, uh, you know we are looking for sponsors. So uh, yeah, please come and support Fear of Science, uh, please. Patreon is good; it's community based. Oh, shit. that's true. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you're go. providing something for free, and then people can be like, you know what? I want to help. I want to help them out. You're also your own boss. You know, yeah. the thing that's not good is profiting on other people's labor. You guys are doing exactly. all this work. You deserve to get paid for it. And people just like, people don't think about that when they think about, you know, communism and socialism. Yeah. Workers should be paid. I feel like my morality would come into play a lot depending on the sponsorships as well. Uh, <laughs> not mine, not mine. That's why I'm making the sponsorship decisions. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Um, it's, it's like the next, it's like, wow, Daniel, you, you look really good. Yeah, I got a new makeup sponsor. Uh, wow. Um, uh, For the podcast. I, um, what I love is that uh, at the end of this podcast, I'm feeling lighthearted and laughing and feeling hopeful again, <laughs> because about halfway through the podcast, it was, I was a little it was not. touch and go there for a bit. Yeah. Uh, so we'll bring you down, but we'll bring you back up again. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, uh, here to always uh, bring us up as our wonderful special guests. Thank you so much to Talia and Megan for joining us. For more information about your work, Talia, where can our listeners find you? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Talia Murdoch. Or if you head to cavegoblins.com, you can find all of our shows, including mine. Nice. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And for for yourself, Megan, where can people find out about your comedy work and other things? Um, well, I mean, I'll be back to doing comedy whenever bars are allowed to open. So sometime in the next, like, I don't know, uh, two to three years, you'll be able to find me doing comedy again. Um, that's a joke. Please. I hope that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> find me on Twitter. Um, Megan at Megan Mishmash. Um, I am really split between the odd joke and just, you know, ranting about Canadian politics. So if that wasn't obvious from, you know, just my general behavior on the show. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, nice. Megan. And Jeff, uh, where can people find us? Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Science Fears. And like you mentioned earlier, we have a Patreon as well, uh, which would give you access to our Discord server. So if you want to ask questions and be more interactive with the show, we will talk to you there. And uh, yeah, so support us and make us the next uh capitalist pigs <laughs> uh, uh, everyone thank you so much for listening um as always whenever you are listening to this uh we hope that you are staying safe and staying well and we hope that you stay tuned to more fear of the science very soon thank you very much thank you <laughs>